because when you do this kind of work as a volunteer of course you have something in your heart you know this is a place like you can learn this one and you can be a more passion you know in the this kind of jobs so that's why i think a lot of people they come they learn a lot i can tell if somebody want have one or two hour they can come and really they going to enjoy good morning this is epicenter nyc we connect our communities to news information and each other i'm andrea pineda solgado If you've been tuning into our podcast or reading our newsletter, then you probably already know about the long lines food pantries have been facing as the pandemic wears on. Still today, hundreds of our neighbors continue to line up in search of groceries. And it's mainly thanks to volunteers that they return home with a bag of food. And while the job is fulfilling, it's hard work. Today, We talked to two volunteers from food pantries across Queens to learn more about what a typical day looks like for them, what challenges they face, and what they need the most right now. Sabir Ali works at the ICNA Relief Food Pantry and began volunteering during the start of the pandemic. He was working as a taxi driver and because of COVID-19, his ridership declined significantly. At the same time, groups like ICNA Relief needed help delivering groceries to homebound clients or to those who had COVID. Soon, Sabir began volunteering, driving across the five boroughs delivering groceries. My name is Sabir Ali and uh, I start in the pandemic, you know, when the corona was, I was looking, you know, something to do like best and I, I saw the brother Anwar. He was doing it just started because you know that time when everything was closed. so i really enjoy it because uh, that time was very tough nobody want to go out but i love it yeah because i i drive taxi so you know that time was no work so that time when we start like delivering to the people home delivery you know and i really feeling nice and that time i feel nice and after that i start throughout and still i am working with the you know food pantry And can you tell me a little bit more about what a typical day for you is like as a volunteer? So yeah. like today what time did you come in? Like what was a typical day like? Yeah, the we we actually here is a Wednesday. So that's why I Wednesday is a book for me, you know, for whenever I start. So that time you know, I come every, you know, time before we start 12 o'clock, but I can come 10, 11, you know. And we have mashallah so many volunteers here. and a lot of muslim women uh, and chinese you know and brothers muslim brother they have uh, they come uh, all the time on wednesday you know so we try to manage you know you saw maybe how we manage this all system can you tell me how how the system works yeah actually we have registered the people we take the ids mm-hmm. and put the name to every family how many kids they have so that's the system like the everybody so we issue the card we know we have all the system in the computer so we know the families they have a card we give the food you know whoever come like without id or id whatever we give them food because we we have enough food you know so we know the how many people are in the line so we always try to make some kind of system how we can manage this we so at least we we are never have any big problem it's not easy you know but i am trying to do the best right now over there to control because sometimes we have three four people volunteer over there and still we cannot control how to manage sometimes people come second time sometimes you know 
So, but we are, we are trying to give the food to everyone, not like one person came again and again. So, we always change system a little bit. Right now, we are giving car, but before we have another system. So, they know that they always change, so they cannot cheat, you know. Mm-hmm. We try to, you know, and we try to keep them happy and engage with them. So, that's why they can enjoy, even they are coming for the food, but still they are our, like a family, you know, Wednesday family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what are some of the issues that you run into sometimes? Yeah, I don't think so. That's there is a big issue. Some people like angry people. Some are more sick. Sometimes they people said, "Oh, why are you giving this one?" And you know, but we know, like he said, I, he don't mind to give the another people to food more. Like sometimes they why then why he's saying because they maybe re- really need maybe they have more people in the home. So that's why we don't you know mind and we can manage and there's some. Sometimes the people like feel like this. We can say, okay, don't worry, you know, we can manage. So that's why it's easy. Like you know, when you're doing this kind of work, you have to be cool down, be nice to them. They give them smile. They really enjoy. And I, I, you know, I really enjoy because I don't mind to even somebody curse or some never curse. But I'm just saying, I'm ready for that because this is not for myself. You know, for like a, as a real from the heart. You know, when you are working anything yeah. for the others. And what would you say is your favorite part about the, of this this volunteer? This every moment I I am really enjoy. I don't know how big your uh, the way we can deliver our message. I always request to everyone that if somebody have like a food bank like type. So they can give a food to we going to give the people the right way to deserving people and I requesting everyone to go to find the economic relief on online and help them whichever way they can. If somebody wants to work as a volunteer, I can tell you this is the best place. Because when you do this kind of work as a volunteer, of course you have something in your heart. So that's why I'm saying, you know, be if some people have little anger issue make them behind you know because this is a place like you can learn this one and you can be a more passion you know in the this kind of jobs and uh, you can cool down you know if some you have issue so that's why i think a lot of people they come they learn a lot and that's why i said i don't have any issue with any kind of people so i know i can manage you know so i i can tell if somebody want have one or two hour they can come and really they're gonna enjoy I also spoke to Yolanda Ramon of the South Asian Council for Social Services Food Pantry. Yolanda Ramon began volunteering in 2018. Before the pandemic, she worked as a housekeeper and was passing by on her way to a doctor's appointment when she saw a line of people waiting to get food. At the time, she needed food herself and decided to go in. Soon, every Wednesday, Yolanda lined up to receive her groceries. However, one day the line got very crowded and difficult to control. So she spoke to a worker at the food pantry and asked if she could help. She has been volunteering at the food pantry since. I went on Wednesdays and one day I saw that there were a lot of people. There was also a lack of manpower, so I talked to them and told them I could collaborate in organizing people outside, especially to make a line. They told me that it's okay, and from there, I joined. 
Now, on her days off from housekeeping, Yolanda comes to the food pantry, puts on a hairnet, apron, masks, and gloves to begin packing the hundreds of bags that will be distributed to clients that day. She arrives at 9.30 a.m. to begin. Quickly but carefully, Yolanda assembles a bag of milk, oats, pasta, and spaghetti. She then places them on top of wooden pallets that will be taken to clients lined up outside. Yolanda and two other volunteers keep track of the amount of bags they packed by checking how many bags were used. By 11.20 a.m., they were already on their second box of 500-count plastic bags. By 1 p.m., another volunteer comes downstairs to tell Yolanda and the others to stop making bags. The line is gone, and there are only a couple of latecomers left. At this point, Yolanda and the volunteers enjoy a well-deserved lunch break. Then, Yolanda cleans up her station and heads out for the day at 1.30 p.m. Like Sabir, Yolanda is proud of her work and encourages others to get involved and volunteer or donate as well. I am proud of my work, and I hope that if there are people who can volunteer, I would invite them to collaborate if they have time, because it enriches us as people, and it is a great satisfaction that one can feel as a human being. If you want to help, the Queen's Community House Food Pantry needs both volunteers and monetary donations. You can choose to donate money. You can even choose which department gets your donation. Make sure to click the link in our show notes for more details. SACS and ICNA Relief also need both volunteers and monetary donations. In order to become a volunteer, you need to fill out a quick online application or questionnaire. We've linked to these in our show notes. Before we go, our new weekly update on monkeypox vaccines in New York City. Make sure to tune in for the latest information on vaccines, testing, care options, and much more. Hey, I'm Danny LaPlaza, in for Sam Zacker, with this week's New York City MPV update. Last week, Sam addressed the question, can you get the MPV vaccine and the COVID vaccine at the same time? If you want to learn more about getting the vaccines simultaneously, make sure to listen to last week's episode. Today, I'll go over two big updates from the Department of Health. First, the DOH will now refer to the monkeypox virus as MPV. Why? The previous name was an inaccurate and stigmatizing label for a virus that is primarily affecting a community that has already suffered a long history of bigotry. The DOH explained that stigma is a shadow affliction that can follow viruses and drive people away from care, even when the illness itself is treatable. The department has also requested that the World Health Organization change the name and continues to urge global health authorities to make this modification universal. The second big update surrounds MPV vaccine eligibility. Good news. Eligibility has expanded. Now, anyone of any sexual orientation or gender identity who is at risk for MPV can get vaccinated. There are currently first and second dose appointments available. All city-run sites also accept walk-ins. Just remember, you should get a second dose at least 28 days after your first dose. If you need help finding an MPV vaccine, make sure to reach out to us directly. Our contact info is in the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Join us weekly for more news and information on MPV in New York City. 
Keep in mind that things are changing quickly. So if you have any specific questions or, again, need help making a vaccine appointment, reach out to us directly at vaccine at epicenter-nyc.com or call 917-818-2690. For more ways to get involved in your community, visit us at epicenter-nyc.com. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting us as we do our best to support our community. We couldn't do it without you. And if you're not already a member, sign up today by using the link in our show notes. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website linked to in our podcast description.